streaming countrywide on the 702 app. So with Deputy President David Mabuza officially sworn in as a member of parliament, the attention now shifts to whether President Cyril Ramaphosa will appoint him in his new cabinet. Ramaphosa delayed his cabinet announcement to later this week, raising speculation that he was doing so to allow Mabuza time to be sworn in. Well, Mabuza has now been sworn in and he took his oath of office earlier today. I, Tabete David Mabuza, swear that I will be faithful to the Republic of South Africa and will obey, respect, and uphold the Constitution and all other law of the Republic. And I solemnly promise to perform my function as a member of the National Assembly to the best of my ability. Would you please raise up your right hand and say, so help me God. So help me God. All right, let's speak to ANC spokesperson now, Pule Mabe, who joins us on the line. Uh, Pule, thank you so much for your time. Welcome to the Karima Brown Show. Uh, evening and evening to your listeners. Has the commission, the Integrity Commission, cleared the ANC Deputy President, uh, David Mabuza? Well, I wouldn't want to go into the details of uh, the commission. Safe to say that uh, the deputy president, uh, like all other comrades of the African National Congress who will have been invited, because this is an integrity commission of the ANC, uh, did make time to meet with the commission. Uh, and uh, the deputy president has since uh, been sworn in today as a member of uh, parliament, uh, able and ready to serve our people, and make sure that the manifesto we put forward during the elections is ultimately realized. Mm. So how are we supposed to read then his change of mind? Because when he decided to postpone his swearing in last week, he said he was doing so, so that he can clear his name. And then he met with the Integrity Commission, and then subsequently we're seeing him being sworn in. Surely that means he has achieved what he wanted to achieve before being sworn in, which is to clear his name. Correct. I mean, uh, at the heart of that was... uh, meeting with the Integrity Commission, which has since taken place. Uh, I must emphasize this point, that the the appearance before the Integrity Commission does not suggest a deal on any of our cadres. They were invited to clarify uh, issues that the Integrity Commission might have felt strongly that uh, uh, required that kind of a conversation, and of course, uh, through our own ANC processes, which are not at liberty to be talking to, because this is uh, clearly an internal process of the African National Congress, and we are humbled by the fact that our own comrades uh, have respected the invitation and participated in this uh, process in the manner that they did. Yeah, but I think you'll agree also, Pule, that this wasn't just an invitation to come and have coffee with the members of the Integrity Commission. This was a meeting that was discussing quite serious allegations that some of these senior leaders are facing. So um, I think then that's why I want to know then from you that having met with the Integrity Commission and now that we're seeing him being sworn in after he decided to postpone the swearing in because he wanted to clear his name, can we then safely say, and why are you running away from saying it quite plainly that the Integrity Commission has cleared him? Because why else then is he being sworn in today as an MP? Well, well, but, uh, but uh, him being sworn in, and this, he said he wanted to appear, uh, and, uh, which he has since done, and uh, at the conclusion of his appearance, having satisfied himself that whatever issues that he wanted to clarify, he has sufficiently clarified. We saw him taking his seat. What I am unable to do, 
and uh, not because I'm running away from anything. I'm unable to speak to what I don't know. You know, for instance, the integrity, the work of the, the integrity commission uh, is still ongoing. Uh, well, I wouldn't know what would have been uh, the parameters that would uh, guide some of these things, including the kind of engagement that the integrity commission is having with all the comrades that they shall have invited. Okay. Um, what did he communicate to the party then, to especially the ANC Secretary General's office? Because um, Mabuza did tell the Secretary General's office, uh, you know, last week when he decided to postpone his swearing in, he sent him a letter um, and explained why he had taken that decision. And I imagine that it's probably um, happened a similar way now when he's now decided that actually he's ready to be sworn in as an MP. So what was that communication to the SG's well, office? Well, well, uh, well uh, Clement, uh, and uh, without really taking much of your time on this one, uh, I can assure you and the listeners of 702 that uh, all the processes that shall have been pending uh, have been uh, sufficiently attended to. Uh, the Deputy President took his oath today and willing to do what must be done. Uh, it is going to be difficult to try and go back into that kind of a scenario. The, the, the DP did say that he postponed his hearing and said that uh, he will want to uh, attend to issues that were being raised by the Integrity Commission. That has since happened. The Deputy President has now uh, been sworn in as a member of uh, Parliament, ready and willing to serve the people of the Republic of South Africa, like all our other employees. All right, before but, I let you... Yeah? But, 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 but we should just remember that even as he did, that's why he never withdrew from the list. He postponed. Now, it's not the same as, uh, as Mambaleka, who withdrew from the list. So a withdrawal and a postponement, in this instance, wouldn't have had the same status. Mm, but if you postpone your swearing in and you're giving us reasons for why you're postponing that, when you go and you finally decide to be sworn in as an MP, surely you must exactly. explain yourself exactly. also to say, I've decided to take the step that I couldn't take last week because of one, two, three. It means that you are now satisfied that the issues that you wanted to attend to have been attended to. So he believes that he's been cleared? Well... Look, I don't want us to go, and I think I raised this issue even uh, earlier during the day when we spoke. You see, uh, leaders of the ANC appearing before the Integrity Commission are not guilty or awaiting any form of uh, clearance. They are clarifying issues that would have required to be clarified to the best of their own understanding. And once they are satisfied, then they move in the manner that they are. What? So where we are, there is no crisis in the African National Congress. Okay, uh, uh, Pule, let's move to this now before I let you go. I just want to get your reaction yeah. on this ANC member that has laid a complaint against Pravin Gordon to the Party's Integrity Commission saying that the committee must look at the public protector's report against the former minister and see if that doesn't bring the party into disrepute. Um, I understand that you've been able to see that letter. How is the ANC reacting to this? Well, I'm not sure if you are saying I. I no, no, I'm not. I'm not aware whether where if you are saying the letter has been sent to the Integrity Commission. Are you aware uh, of the letter? Well, I I've only seen the letter doing rounds on social media. Mm. Uh, uh, that part I can confirm. As to whether it has been. Uh, served to 
any one of our offices, I wouldn't know. Yeah. But, uh, but, but perhaps, Clement, what is necessary is to uh, share with your uh, good listeners on the process towards uh, referring matters to the Integrity Commission. The Integrity Commission is established and its powers uh, are effectively drawn uh, up in terms of Rule 24.1 and Rule 24.2 of the ANC Constitution as amended and adopted by the 54th National Conference. And in terms of uh, the powers, the, the Integrity Commission draws its authority from the National Executive uh, Committee, which means that it doesn't have original powers. The NEC has got the responsibility as empowered by the Constitution to set up uh, terms of references which will effectively guide the work of the Commission. But one of the critical things in there is to outline how complaints or could be lost, or how matters could be referred to the Integrity Commission. It's not individual members in the electoral sense. It is the officials and the NEC who refer and to the Integrity Commission. And when they do that, they do it through something called a statement of complaint, which shall then uh, detail the issues uh, that have been brought up to be attended to by the IC. So a determination has got to be made, either by the officials, or by the National Executive Committee, if the weight of a matter warrant that this matter could be referred to the IC. All right. Pule Mabe, ANC spokesperson, thank you so much for your time and speaking to us about uh, the decision that ANC Deputy President David Mabuza has decided to make now um, to go and be you know, sworn in as a member of parliament after initially last week deciding against that, saying that he wanted to clear his name. It's 17 minutes after 8. Connect. Engage. Change. This is 702. For right. the curious. Let's speak to political analysts now, but before then, let me play you this clip. You know, when I saw David Mabuza being sworn in in parliament, I mean, at the presidential guest house today, I remembered his address, the address that he made to his supporters some time ago. And after listening to this, you'll understand why it's so relevant today. <laughs> Basically, what uh, he's saying there is that the cat is back. And how true, really, and what a true reflection is it is when you look at the events that unfolded today. Let's now speak to political analyst Dr. Mkabi Sintlechana. Doctor, thank you so much for your time. Welcome to the Karima Brown Show. Hi, good evening. Mm, how do you read what's unfolded over the last couple of days? I mean, the country went from discussing which of the female leaders in the ANC Ramaphosa would appoint in his cabinet to talking about the cat being back. Is Mabuza up to something? Well, frankly, I don't really know. Uh, perhaps if one could start with Kulemaga's interview. Yeah. I think he adds more mystery uh, than provide answers, mm-hmm. which is quite odd. Uh, because the ANC instituted the Integrity Commission for the purpose of gaining public confidence because it had a 
a number of errant uh, public officials and decided that it should have a process where people who misbehave and breach their oath of offices could be uh, could appear before the commission and the commission would then rule uh, as a way of weeding out all the delinquent elements from the ANC because the ANC had been uh, gravely discredited. So the idea of the commission is to restore public confidence in the integrity of ANC cadres, which then means that its findings would inevitably be public because, you know, if you want to gain public confidence, you have to convince the public that you are thorough and transparent in mm-hmm. your processes and those who have been found to have, uh, you know, committed breaches are then taken out of the organization. But in this case, I mean, there's a whole lot of secrecy. Yeah. It, 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 it's mysterious, if not entirely foolish. What is the point then of the commission? If not to demonstrate to the public that the ANC is committed to weeding out errant elements from within, and it's just crazy. Mm. But but I'm do you think to pull it? Mm. Yes. So sorry. Continue your point, uh, Prof. Uh, I I'm listening to Pule. He he is determined to evade your your questions. He's mm. not providing any answers. Mm. He doesn't care to convince you that the commission is doing good work to to restore the integrity of the ANC and it's just evasive. Mm. So so I'm sitting and wondering what is the point of a spokesperson if not to convince everyone listening that the ANC has turned a corner. Mm. It's, it was just amazing. Yeah. And what do you think then of the support, uh, uh, Dr. Ndlechana, that the ANC also gives to the Integrity Commission, but also how important they think this body is to the structure that is the African National Congress. Because this report by the Integrity Committee was sent a long time ago um, to the ANC's top six, and it was still not acted upon. And only now, when uh, ANC members that are also on the candidate list to the National Assembly last week, we started seeing um, them now acting even with the deputy president saying, I'm postponing my swearing in. What does that tell us? The fact that that integrity commission report has been sitting with the ANC's top leadership and nothing was done. No interaction was sought between the top leadership and the integrity commission until the last minute when they now see that their integrity will be questioned because they are about to serve in positions of responsibility in parliament. Well, I mean, my impression is that it's all for show, really, than any degree of sincerity. Uh, the intention to introduce the Integrity Commission was quite was quite sincere, as I said earlier. It was to introduce a process in the ANC that would be somewhat impartial to weed out all these uh, errant leaders. Um, but of course, the problem was that it was not given powers to make binding decisions. Whatever it recommends is subject to the approval of the NEC, right? And because of the divided nature of the NEC, it meant that if you had support in the NEC, then you would not necessarily be found guilty. You would be protected. Um, I'm afraid we are still where we have been with the commission. I mean, I think the commission was introduced about two or three years ago. 
And there's been a lot of support within the ANC to endow the commission with binding powers, with binding decisions, rather. But that hasn't happened. Um, so without binding powers, it means it remains toothless. Mm-hmm. Um, even even now, I mean, I, I, I'm still trying to make sense of what Mabuza has been doing because he really did not need to delay his postponement. He could simply ignore yeah. mm-hmm. the, the findings of the commission because the commission is toothless, mm. right? And, and everyone else who is alleged to have been found guilty as he did uh, went to parliament and was sworn in without any problems. Mm. So for him then to have postponed his swearing in on account of the findings from a toothless body was a little bit surprising. So we are left then to speculate uh, as to the motives behind that because there was no legal force uh, or impediment from him being sworn in. Um, you know, there are all sorts of speculation. Uh, I, I mean, I don't know. It becomes a meaningless exercise. Yeah. And, and, and that's why I was asking if what we should make really of these actions by the ANC deputy president. You know, I was reading a column a column earlier today by Sowetan editor Stenbi Somsomi who argued that this was all planned, that Mabuza wants to sort of reap the benefits of being seen as a victim. And he gives an example of how Zuma was seen as a victim and that's partly why he was able to successfully topple Tabombeki. Do you also think that nothing propels the career of an ambitious politician like a failed assassination, if you will? Uh, there are a lot of speculation around this and, and people are making up all sorts of convenient stories. Uh, I'm, I'm not, I can't say exactly what his motive is, but Mabuza is simply bad news. He has a checkered history. Uh, if you care to read a book written by Cesar Samayad, the title is Eerie Assignment. That book contains all sorts of horrible things that uh, Mabuza did as premier of, of Bumalanga. Mm-hmm. And interestingly, Mabuza never sued uh, for that book. Um, so, so I mean, I, I, I don't see how uh, him postponing his swearing-in would, what advantage he would gain from it. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe, you know, if one were to get into this crazy game of speculation, it would be that he did not want to attract too much attention to his history because... We also don't know what allegations have been made. Against. I mean, this is the craziness of this thing. Yeah. That there are allegations made by the commission, but we don't know what the allegations yeah. are. Mm. The country is held at ransom for things that we don't even know. Um, so my sense is that perhaps the allegations were quite serious. Uh, left unattended, they might attract attention. So he, to, to put them to bed... Perhaps he might have decided, let me see the com- the, the commission, and, and the commission then withdraws. Uh, with the commission having withdrawn the allegation, then the attention is turned away from the allegations. I mean, that's the only reasonable mm. um, uh, you know, explanation that one can come up with. But having said that, if you were to ask me a simple question as to where should Cyril place Mabuza, Mm. My question would be, 
that i mean my answer would be uh, mabuza brings a lot of value to Cyril Ramaphosa if he's based at Lutuli House. Not at, at the union building. At the union building, he stands at odds with the imagery of Cyril Ramaphosa's presidency yeah. because of his history as a small-town mafia with all sorts of corruption and assassination allegations against him. Mm. Uh, if one starts focusing on that, then, then it's bad news for the imagery of the president. Mm. What, what, so, value, what yeah. value do you think he would add, though, when, when he's placed at Lutuli House? I mean, the, the president has had placed people there um, sort of to be his eyes and ears. When you look at the head of the presidency, Zizikotwa, when you look at Senzum Kun, who was head of organizing as well, and they were permanently based at Lutuli House. And we know that there's speculation that those people may actually find themselves in the president's new cabinet. So some people have made this argument that if Mabuza finds himself at Lutuli House, he may actually, that may be to the detriment of the president because he may actually plan the next conference to make sure that, uh, you know, his ambitions actually come true to life this time around. Well, uh, I'm not sure why anyone would think that Mabuza has suddenly become Cyril's enemy. Mm. And for Mabuza to plan a successful campaign against Cyril, he must have, he must have allies. What we know as of now, it's always good to speak on the basis of what we know instead of meeting the speculation. What we know as of now is that the ace, uh, ace Mahashwila faction hates Mabuza because we turned against them at, mm. at, at Nazrek, right? That much we know. Yeah. Uh, and even the Cyril the, the faction is a little bit suspicious of him because he was um, a latecomer, so to speak. Right. Mm. Uh, so as of now, we know that he's a, he, he's a, he is a Ramaphosa ally. There's no reason to think that he is turned against Ramaphosa. So there's no reason to continue with that thought. Mm. So for, for, for Cyril, therefore, um, he has to cover his back at Lutuli House because for his presidency to succeed, he has to have the control of the entire ANC. Uh, and that entirety of the ANC includes Lutuli House. And at Lutuli House, as you've just said, three of his allies there are heading for parliament, which leaves them vulnerable at Lutuli House, mm. and especially because you have an SG who's determined to bring him down, and you have Nongbula Mukonyan apparently heading for Lutuli House. Um, so he doesn't have many allies there. So Mabuza... Since he is a Cyril ally, as we know now, unless something has happened, would be useful for Cyril Ramaphosa at Lutuli House to reinforce Cyril's support base to ensure that you reconfigure at least the regional executive committees of the ANC or even PECs to ensure that we have the, a membership that is aligned behind a Cyril presidency. The membership, the membership of the ANC, the branches, are not entirely aligned to this president. That is why you had a list that contains elements that are in conflict with what the ANC purports to be yeah. today. Right? So you do need um, a, a headquarters that will make sure that the membership of the ANC is attuned and aligned to the presidency, uh, to the promise of renewal at least 
um, so that the ANC is, 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 is solidly marching behind the same tune. Yeah. Otherwise, if you have branches that you have now that can give you people who, who, who are all discredited, imagine what can be convinced, what can happen in a year or two if someone uh, convinces them to turn against Cyril. Yeah. Oh, political analyst, Dr. Mkwebe Sindlachana, thank you so much for your time.